Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. My name is Ryan, and this is episode five of Stars Fan Stories. We, me and Drew, who I'll introduce here in a second, or Drew and I, I guess my English teacher would be very upset with me if I said it that way. Uh, we just witnessed the Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup over the Tampa Bay Lightning. So Tampa Bay Lightning are officially not a dynasty. But anyways, we're going to get into uh, our fifth episode here in just one moment. But I do want to uh, recognize DraftKings as our sponsor here real quick. We appreciate them being our sponsor for not just our podcast, but the entire THPN network. And uh, pre- please go and use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app. Please, I guess. Please, if I can talk correctly. Anyways, uh, for episode five today, we have a very special guest. His name is Drew Butler. Hey, Drew. How you doing, man? Oh, not too bad. It, a little pained watching Nichushkin lift the cup, wondering what it could be. But I'm just glad Tampa didn't win it again, I guess. <laughs> That's true. Now, the one person I was really excited to see lift the Stanley Cup was Andrew Cogliano. That actually yeah. brought a tear to my eyes because he was, it was uh, Landis Gog, got it first. Then it was Eric Johnson, who's been there the longest in Colorado. And then it was Cogliano. So that's really cool. He, I, I think that's his first Stanley Cup, if I remember correctly. I think so, so too. And I'm glad they put him high in the pecking order for that. He deserves it. He definitely does. And he's a guy that. Uh, I miss in Dallas personally, but yeah. you know, it, it is what it is there. He wasn't going to work out or get us anywhere closer to a Stanley cup here in Dallas. I'm just glad he got it, uh, with Colorado. So anyways, man, uh, let's get into, uh, the, the real story here today, which is, uh, just talking <laughs> about you just a little bit. Um, can you just tell us just a little bit about yourself? You know, like what you do, are you married? You got any kids, anything like that? So 
unlike most Stars fans, I don't live in Texas. I live in the most okayest state in the United States, known as Indiana. <laughs> um, <sighs> so I'm actually quite busy. I work full-time in an aluminum, aluminum wheel refurbishing plant. I'm in the last year of a National Guard contract, and I was going to coach high school football this year, but I moved out from that town, so I'm going to start new in this town, hopefully, and work my way up. So why, So, how are you a Dallas fan if you're living in Illinois, Indiana, excuse me? <laughs> so I don't know how or why. My dad was a big hockey fan. I played NHL 2002 with him all the time, and the only name I could remember from that game was Mike Madonna. And as I got older and I figured out Mike Madonna's on the stars, it just kind of became my team. And when ESPN lost a contract, I kind of fell off for a while. And then in the playoffs in 2012, 2013, I think it was when they're playing Anaheim and Jamie Ben went off was when I got, I got back into hockey and became a full-time fan again. Yeah. So, uh, so let's get into the actual kind of hockey stuff here. So how, how did you how did you get started with uh with hockey? Was it just was it your family? Was it you just one randomly one day just started watching hockey? What what was it? So kind of like with what I was saying, I started playing NHL 2002. My dad was a huge Red Wings fan, so I watched a lot of um, Detroit Red Wings playoffs runs growing up. So I don't know how I didn't end up liking them. I still actually kind of like them, but I would. Like I said, once ESP, ESPN lost a contract, I didn't know where they went. I was too young to figure that stuff out, so I just kind of stopped watching hockey. And I was just scrolling through the channel one day, and I saw Stars were playing the Ducks in the playoffs, and that's when I got back into hockey and fell in love with Jamie Benn. And then I've been ride or die with them ever since. Um, I've never played. wasn't afforded that opportunity. Small town Indiana doesn't have – too much hockey, but we do have the Fort Wayne Comets, which was fun to watch, but too a bit too far to drive to play for. So, are, are the where are the Fort Wayne or what league do the Fort Wayne Comets play in? Do you know which they're in the they in? ECHL, same as the uh, Allen Americans. Okay, so that's right. That's what uh, that name is. Uh, the fact that they were both in the in the same league in the ECHL. So, well, yeah. that's cool. So do you do you get a chance to go out to any like Fort Wayne Comet games, anything like that, since that's kind of the closest hockey to you? I me and my wife try to go at least once a year. Um our first like big date was a Comets game and we had like front row seats on the ice. And so it's kind of became our thing. Every year we try to catch a hockey game sometime in there. And when they won the Kelly Cup last year. I probably went to more games that year than I had in my entire life. It's always fun when the team's doing well to to go to yeah. games like that. So Kelly Cup is the same as the Stanley Cup for the ECHL, for those of you that uh, don't know what the Kelly Cup is. Um, are there any players that have played for the Fort Wayne Comets that maybe Stars fans would recognize? Is there any names you can think of? Um kind of putting you on the spot there i was just curious because <laughs> I, I i don't know myself to be honest with you no because the comets recently were most affiliated with vegas they just dropped that affiliation so i don't know who they're going to go with now um if anyone really pays attention to the ahl 
Uh, Dylan Ferguson was the goalie that won the Kelly Cup. He played a lot for Henderson this year. And then it was either early this year or late last year, Buffalo had a goalie named Michael Hauser come up, and he was a staple for um, Fort Wayne for a few years. Like he was actually, the go-to goalie. I actually recognize both of those names, believe it or not. I really <laughs> do. And I don't, I don't know how. Maybe that's just my hockey brain, and I, I kind of watch too much hockey as it is. But Okay, so um, let me ask you just a, a, a just couple of general Dallas Stars questions because it's, it's always fun to – kind of get some different opinions. Um, so you kind of said that Jamie Benn was one of the reasons why you kind of got in back into the stars. You, you kind of played hockey with NHL 2002, which by the way, that was one of the greatest games ever made. It was like three on three, you know, I think, I think it was called NHL hits 2002, wasn't it? I just said NHL 2002. I think hits was its own like spinoff game. Okay. Like okay. ESPN, when they made games, I think made hits. And then EA just made the NHL NHL series still. Okay, okay. That was before EA got super, we're the only ones making games now. Yeah, which I wish they would give it to 2K. Maybe 2K would do a better job with NHL games. That's a whole other topic, though. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, who's been some of your favorite players over the Dallas Stars history? I mean, it could be. Uh, and try not to go current yet, because I'll ask you about current players here in a second. But in the past, who are some of your favorite NHL players, and can you give me a reason why? So, like I said, Madonna was a guy that got me into hockey. I've always been a big fan of him, especially with him being American. Um, I always did like Darian Hatcher. I don't know why. Just probably just big, tough dude, something I try to – body when I was in high school, but it's hard doing that when you're five seven, so one can dream. <laughs> um I always did like Brendan Morrow. Trevor Daly's one of my all time favorites. Um I'm trying to think who else. I did have a soft spot for Kari Lettinen. I thought he was really great and then the inability to find a backup goalie for him ruined his career. I will die on that hill. Really? Yes. <laughs> Because there's a lot of Stars fans. I mean, we still love him, obviously, because he played for the Stars for so long. But, you know, he, he's got that uh, stigmatism attached to him that he just because he didn't end up all that well. So, so you think it's just because they couldn't find a, a backup goalie for him? Oh, when I, mean, I was when I was in high school, I remember they cycled through like three or four backups who couldn't stop a beach ball. Like Anders Lindback is a name I remember. Jonas Hiller on the back end of his career. I mean, when you have him playing 60, 60, almost 65 games a year, I think, if I remember correctly, and he wasn't young anymore like Ottinger is now, I mean, that does a lot to him. I think he could have had two more good years if they had a confident backup for him. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Um, My only thing with Lennon, though, is that it's like he lost confidence as he got older, which was weird because like yeah. in the middle of his tenure as a Dallas stars goalie, he was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Could stop anything. And then like really when the stars started to get really good, it, his play seemed to falter, which, which really stunk. Cause I really was rooting for him and rooting for the stars to when they were really up there, you know, among the top teams in the NHL. So, uh, what, what's that some might of, have been system too? 
Yeah, yeah. New England be rough systems taxing on a goalie if you don't have good defense defensemen. Yep, exactly. That, that's one hundred percent true, right there. That's, uh, I mean, you could preach all day long on that hill. <laughs> um, uh, let me ask you this though. Uh, I've I've had some interesting questions to this as to who's your favorite Dallas Stars player right now because. Uh, you know, a lot of people typically say, you know, the Jason Robertson, the Repa Hintz, Mira Haskinen, Jake Ottinger. Uh, I, I, it wasn't on a fan stories like this, but someone actually the other day said that their favorite player was Roddick Foxen, which I thought was really interesting. So uh, who who's your favorite uh, Dallas Stars player? Current Dallas Stars player. Right now, it's a toss-up between Robertson and Miro. So... When I was in high school, I still didn't really follow the draft that much. I was just kind of a October to March fan. I only watched the games and didn't pay attention to offseason stuff. So I mobilized to Europe in 2017, year after I got out of high school for the Army. And I had all this extra time. So I was watching draft prospects and stuff. And I think that was the first year Miro started playing. So he was the first rookie I really caught on to and paid attention to and so that's why i have a soft spot for him and robertson i like because he's just a big supporter of the military his fun for jr's heroes i think is awesome doing that he started that as a rookie actually so i'm always a big supporter of guys who start stuff for the military yeah that's really cool is there a specific reason oh no no yeah you said that never mind okay that was a that was gonna be a dumb question that you already answered so okay uh, anyways, um, what I really like to get out of these interviews is just it, any store, any stories or any memories that Dallas Stars fans have, uh, just across their lifetime. So like for me, for me personally, one of my favorite memories, and I will remember this for the rest of my life. I was, uh, I'm old enough. Oh, that's so weird to say. Uh, I'm old enough to to say that I was there when the Stars won the Stanley Cup in 1999. I, I was, I think it was at almost two in the morning uh, Central Time. It was on triple overtime. Uh, I was only six years old and my parents allowed me to stay up and watch it because my dad was as big a Dallas Stars fan as I was. So that's one of my biggest memories. Do you have any kind of big memories that kind of stand out in your mind? And it, it didn't just have to be one. If it, if you've got two or three, just go ahead and share them. Cause I love to hear stories like that. So I don't have any huge memories. Just the ones that distinctly stand out to me when I got back into hockey. I think the first goal I watched when I got back into hockey was in that playoff run and Trevor Daly, when Trevor Daly came out of the box on a breakaway, I think he was out of the box or he got a breakaway one way or another. That was the first goal I remember watching. Um, I mean, the Winter Classic was awesome. I mean, I didn't get to go. I'm just not that rich. Um, <laughs> well, you also kind of have an excuse being pretty yeah. far away, too. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you live in the Dallas area and you can just be like, oh, I can just, you know, take Dart out to the game or something like that. Right. So. Me and my dad watched it in his garage, and that was one of the first games we sat down together and watched since I got back in hockey, so that's a really cool memory for me. Um, the cup run was fun to watch. I try to forget it sometimes. 
don't like Tampa that much anymore. <laughs> but I was actually able to attend my first game this year. Um, it was Dallas versus Detroit. That was in January. I don't remember exactly which day. But Dallas came back to win in overtime, like five to four or four to three. And that was my first in-game time. The first time I got to watch the game in person. And I got to watch it with my dad and a few of his buddies that were all Red Wings fans. So I was the only one that got to enjoy the two and a half, three hour car ride home, Mappy. <laughs> hey, Stars fans. The pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, okay, so I got to ask you about your dad being a Red Wings fan because you, you got to tell me how that started because obviously there's been a lot of history between the Red Wings and the Stars, you know, many years ago. There was a very big rivalry, right. especially the late 90s, early 2000s. So so how, how did that come to fruition? You know, why is he a Red Wings fan? So where I'm at in Indiana, it's actually kind of funny. I'm exactly three hours away from all of Chicago, Columbus, and Detroit. So you could really pick all any three to be your local team. But my dad's friend was a big-time Red Wings fan, like always made trips to Detroit to the game and all that. And so my dad started cheering with him, and that's how he became a Red Wings fan. And now he's in love with Moritz Sider, so trying to get him a jersey for that one day. Oh, Moritz. Moritz Sider is so much fun to watch. He he reminds me a lot of uh, Miro Haskin and back in the I say back in the day. Miro Haskin is only twenty three, but like when Miro Haskin was first coming into the league and he showed his offensive prowess and he he's also just incredibly well put together defensively as well. So yeah, I, uh, I totally agree with that. And he's going to be one probably the best defenseman for years to come. I think. Agreed. I mean, he doesn't have the top end scoring like Kale McCarr does, but he also will bully literally anybody on the ice. And it's so fun to watch. Oh, totally. hundred percent. So, uh, so you actually, did you grow up like watching the Red Wings then over the stars? I, I remember watching the cup runs in the early two thousands. I remember watching Mark Andre Fleury dive across the crease to end the, end that series. And, that was a little hard to watch because I mean I still have a soft spot for the Red Wings. Mm. I mean I wasn't around for the rivalry, so I can say that. But they were. I remember watching some of those games with my dad. Then ESPN lost the contract. I kind of fell out. 
my dad kind of fell out too. He started focusing on football. Him and I coached together for a little bit. So we talk a lot of football, and I got him back into hockey again. So it's a good time. Hey, here's my thing about uh, hockey is that, you know, hockey is the only sport where you can punch somebody in the face, get put in timeout for five minutes, and then you're all good. You know, in yeah. the NBA, you get suspended. In the NFL, you get suspended, especially like in one of the more proper sports like golf or, you know, uh, tennis or something like that. If you did, ever did something like that. that. Exactly, right? You'd be shunned if you did that. Not in hockey. Hockey is just like a slap on the wrist. Okay, you're good to go. Go back in the game. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I love hockey. Um, so, well, let me let me ask you this first because this, this question kind of popped in my head. What was your favorite part of the 2020 uh, Stanley Cup run? Because there was a lot of, it was very different, you know, and it, there will never be anything like it in the history of sports ever again, in my opinion. Because I, I think that was a one-time thing with uh, with the bubble, with COVID, with all that sort of stuff. And that's actually how our podcast really started to take off, was because we started it right before the return to play came and came back in. And then we were able to follow our favorite team, the Dallas stars all the way to the Stanley cup final. And, you know, I mean, you could pick a number of, you know, instances where I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is an amazing run. I will remember for the rest of my life. What's, what's something that sticks out to you in, in the 2020 bubble playoff run? I think it was getting to see Miro be what we thought he could be. Uh-huh. I think through, I think he almost averaged a point a game as a defenseman or something like that. Really yep. close. And I think what got me excited about that is well, now with um, Coach DeBoer's interview, he's, he recognizes that offensive talent. He knows there's another level he can get him to. And if we can get even two-thirds of that production, this team's already light years better than what they were last year. Uh-huh. So watching that and looking back on it now and realizing, hey, this could happen again, it's got me pretty excited. Do you think he could put up numbers like Kale McCarr? I think he has the ability to. If he's, I think Miro's one of those guys that you just want to say, hey, go play hockey. Just let him do his thing. Let's he's go. smart. He can play. <laughs> you could put him at wing if you wanted to, and I think he would be top 10 wing in the league he's Mm. that good well that's interesting that you say that because you know a lot of people have said you know uh obviously jfk uh yoel effing kv ranta Mm -hmm. you know his i mean that uh, that in itself you know makes him legendary when it comes to dallas stars history everybody will remember yoel kv ranta for the rest of their lives but uh i'm glad you said that because uh that's i mean that's like a perfect segue into the another question i wanted to ask you which was uh, and again, at the time we're recording this, this is uh, June 26, 2022. So it's been about four or five days since the stars have uh, announced their next head coach being Pete DeBoer. So think about the signing of Pete DeBoer. Do you think it's going to be good for the stars? Because, it, you know, the initial reaction was like, oh, crap. Well, this is not a great hiring whatsoever. And then, you know, kind of, I think over the past couple of days, I think a lot of Stars fans have come kind of into reality and said, 
okay, this is a pretty good hire. Where, where do you where are you on that uh, that spectrum? So I follow that spectrum completely. I was all on board for Mark Savard. I, I was thought, too. I was right there I, with you. <laughs> I thought him coaching Wyatt Johnston was just too storybook perfect. It was like it needs to happen. And then they hired Pete DeBoer, and I was kind of down about it. But the one thing that caught me, and again, I'm just a high school coach, so don't like take everything I say. He said a lot of things in his interview speaking about him as a coach that gets you excited. If you go back and listen to his interview, he's saying he's always learning. He's never talking about I'm the best there is. I'm never going. And I, no one's better than me or whatever. He's saying, I'm always learning, always picking other people's brains. I, I'm a better coach than what I was then. And then, which tells me he's always trying to improve himself. And he's not big headed to think that I'm that I don't need to change. He recognizes when stuff needs to change and get better and change, kind of like what um, Monty did. They, he originally stated he wanted to be relentlessly offensive. And when that didn't work, he changed his system completely around and it sparked the team again, which I think that's why I'm excited for Pete DeBoer because he's willing to make that change and recognize differences that need to happen. And, and that's interesting that you're coming – from that perspective of a coach because you know a lot of, a lot of people don't have that kind of perspective like you do so um I, I mean i'm a teacher and i'm a i'm a band director so it's, it's it's kind of the same thing but it's it's still very different it's more athletically inclined obviously band is not the same but um th that's really interesting that you that you notice some of those things and if you haven't checked out that press conference for those of you that haven't watched i know it's long it's like 38 minutes but yeah. I, I highly, highly recommend you go and watch the entire, uh, I guess you could call it unveiling of him as the head coach. And uh, then I, I haven't even watched the uh, interview he did with Josh Bogorod yet. So I'm, I'm going to, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go and uh, watch that interview with Josh Bogorod. That's going to be interesting too. Yeah, I missed that too. I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, let me ask, I got two questions for you as, as well. One's more Dallas Stars related, one's more kind of general hockey related. But, and this is the question that I ask uh, everybody that comes in uh, onto the show when we do these fan stories, is how do you feel about the Dallas Stars uh, next season? Because I'll, there's some people who are like, you know, they're optimistic, they're really excited about it. Mullet Mike was you know, 100% in, he's just like, I'm super excited. You know, there's more people who have been kind of cautiously optimistic about it. And then there have been some stars fans where they're just like, dude, we just need to tear everything down and do a rebuild, uh, you know, in kind of more depressive matter. So where are you, where are you at? Are you excited? Are you depressed about the next season? What do you think? I mean, I'm always excited for hockey. I don't care if it's good hockey, bad hockey. I just love the sport, but for the stars in general, I'm pretty excited because I know Jim Nill's a smart man. He's not going to look at the kids down in the CHL and be like, we don't need them. I mean, Johnston was drafted to be a two-way center, and then he leads the – he was in the OHL or WHL? Uh, Johnston was in the OHL, yeah. OHL. He leads the OHL in scoring, drafted as a two-way center. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> his – 
And if he doesn't make the team next year, it's an act of God, in my opinion. But and you look at Stankoven and Bork, they all did phenomenal. You see all these kids coming up. I think I think you have to play the kids. I don't care if you're thinking Stanley Cup or Bust again. I think they're going to be that youth, that energy, that high-octane offense that you need to keep up in this league. We just saw Colorado do it. They were known for fast rush, hard four check, score a lot of goals. And they just won a cup. They just stopped a dynasty. Yeah, and and they still had good defense, and they did that by playing in the offensive zone. That's, I mean, that's the best defense you can have is just keep it away from your goalie. That's my philosophy. Yeah, best place to play defense is two hundred feet away from your own net. Seriously, or hold on to the hold on to the football for goodness' sake. Which Dallas used to be great about the Cowboys. Now I'm going on a random tangent. The Cowboys used to be great about that, and now they're turning the ball over left and right, and they can't keep. They can't hold on to the football. But when Javon Diggs gets interceptions for you, it's okay. I mean, if we could turn it into into points, I'll be happier. So we'll see. But just to change it off that, I am a Cowboys fan as well, so I get your fans. <laughs> yeah, perfectly mediocre since what? When, when's the last Super Bowl? Ninety six. There you go. <laughs> well, okay, and then uh, here's my next question: is uh, it, it's just general hockey kind of uh, general hockey question? Um, so you, you kind of told me about like how you got into it. And, you know, you kind of got away from it after a while, after it dropped off of ESPN. You jumped back in when Jamie Benn around 2012, 2013. But what kind of keeps you in it? What what, what makes you uh, keep going back to watching Stars games? Is it something specific? Is it a certain player? Is it just something about the game? What What drives you to keep going back to watching hockey? So... I'm just a sports nut in general. I watch most every sport I can. I love competition. I love competing. I'll I'll find a way to compete in anything. I don't care. So I just love watching competition-based stuff. Even the TV shows I watch, all competition-based. I don't like reality TV that much. But for me, I think it's just something I wish I was able to do, and so I get to enjoy it and watch people able to do it at a high level. Um, same with football. I mean, maybe I could have played D3 ball. I don't know. But I love just watching competition. I love sports in general. Getting a coach football gets me into it, and I get to watch sports with that other angle now that I've spent some time coaching. I've spent time in the office. I like that extra angle for it as well. And I get to talk strategy and stuff with my dad. That's always really cool. That's really neat. Um, have you uh, have you ever gotten to meet any NHL or NHL any Dallas Stars players in in your uh, in your lifetime? I have not, unfortunately. Aww. I was trying to I was trying to get a hold of Jason Robertson, and I saw some people trade a military patch for a puck, and I've got a few military patches left over. So, I mean, if he sees this, I'm always down for a trade. I've got plenty Aww. of them. Uh, This is perfect right here. We're totally doing. We're we're tagging Jason Robertson in this episode. Hey, Drew wants to change out some military patches for a puck. We'll see if we can get him in on it. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, uh, how long have you been trying to reach out to him? I just did it when I found out I was going to that hockey game. So Mm -hmm. I found out and... I think it was early December. My dad said, hey, we got tickets for the game. It's going to be 
majority of your Christmas is like, I don't care. I'm stoked for this. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't care got, either, man. <laughs> we had pretty good seats for like center ice right between the upper and lower bowl. Maybe they had a little level there at Little Caesars Arena. Full service bar 20 feet behind us. It was a good time. How is Little Caesars Arena? That's that's one thing I've always wondered. You know, I mean, when they switched up from Joe Lewis Arena to Little Caesars, I thought it was going to be really hard for uh, for Red Wings fans to kind of get over it. But it, how how nice is Little Caesars Arena? I mean, I don't have anything to compare it to, but it was probably one of the coolest buildings I've ever been in. I mean, I guess I've been in Lucas Oil Stadium, which for those who don't know, it's the Indianapolis Colts home stadium, but this place blows it out by miles. It was easily one of the coolest buildings I've ever been in. Yeah, so I, I guess that's the reason why uh, the Red Wings fans can kind of get over the fact that Joe Lewis Arena is no more, but it is what it is. Well, um, well, man, I, I just want to open up the floor to you. If you got anything you kind of want to say or you know anything that we haven't covered or whatever, uh, I'll just go ahead and let you say it here, and then we'll close it out uh, for today. Um, I guess one thing, I guess I should have said it earlier. One thing I really hope the stars do when I said mention the three prospects, we saw the Rangers have a lot of luck with it. They had the kid line where they had the three guys under, I think Kako's the oldest one at 21 or something like that. I'd love to see the stars do that with Johnston, Stankoven and Bork. And I think, I think that'd be a good route a really fun second line for the stars. I think they could, and I hope their cap situation too, because they're all going to be less than a million dollars for the next three years. Uh-huh. Dude, that would be legit. Can you imagine those three guys on a line together? <laughs> Even if it was just for a game, that's, I, I would, I would love to, to watch that. And you know what? We might see that in the, uh, the preseason at some point. Surely we would see that in the preseason with all three of those guys together. I mean, come on, Pete DeBoer, let us see it. <laughs> there was okay, something man. in his interview as well. Another thing about it, everyone's talking about how he doesn't play kids, he doesn't play kids or anything like that. Another thing he said in the interview is when you look at the layers of the talent in the Stars organization, it made me, I got the impression that he wants to play the kids. He talked about the veterans you have, world-class players, you've got a young core already with Hintz, Robertson, Miro. And he talked about even the prospects, which I really think they will play. And you got to give DeBoer a chance. I mean, next year they're going to the Stanley Cup. That's what he does with his team to take them to the first year. And then <laughs> after <laughs> he's done that, it it's twice. a wild card. <laughs> he's done it twice. He did it with, uh, who did he do it with? He did it with uh, San Jose and he did it with New Jersey. So, yep. I'm, you know, third time's a charm, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Dallas Stars, Dallas Stars, uh, Stanley Cup champions, twenty twenty three. We'll see me. how that goes. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I just want to thank you for uh, for coming on and doing this. This is a lot of fun. I love doing uh, these kind of things and just talking and you know figuring out stories from Stars fans. And uh, you know, I know you have a Twitter. Uh, what's your Twitter handle, just in case anybody wants to follow you? It's a D Butler three eight five six. D Butler three eight five six. And do you have any yeah. other social media accounts, or is that really just it? Um, that's the only one I really use most of the time. Yeah, just Twitter. Okay, that's yeah. Cool. I don't I don't get on Instagram anymore. I don't 
I mean, I get on Facebook just to watch, just see what my family's doing. That's about it. Yeah, that's kind of me like too. Facebook flooded bit. with people. Yeah, that's that's kind of me too a little bit with, uh, uh, you know, with the podcast. We have so much social media; it's ridiculous. So oh, I yeah, kind of got a little it. bit of everything now. So, <laughs> well, anyways, man, uh, thanks again for doing this, and we really appreciate you. Um, and uh, thank you all of you who are uh, listening along with this episode, uh, along with Drew. My name's Ryan. This has been Starcastic Remarks, Stars Fan Stories, Episode 5. We'll be back with you guys again very, very, very soon. Catch you guys on the flip side.